How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just get right into today's podcast. Uh, it's actually going to be a, a fairly uh, short one. Um, I'm not entirely sure why I got to thinking about this individual. Um, I did a podcast not too long ago. Now, I think it was a live podcast, actually, where I, was, I talked about this for a little bit, but uh, I, I said on that podcast that if I ever became an entrepreneur, it's not one of my passions, it's not one of my goals. Technically, I am self-employed and technically I'm my own boss, but I don't really have employees that I'm ever going to need to hire to do what I do. I guess maybe in the future, if I got so big at this and I wanted to branch off and start my own brokerage, but I'm, I'm just not planning on doing that. There's just no need to do it. But in the hypothetical, let's say I do, as I get older, want to start a business and have uh, employees on board. Oh, that's what it was. It was, I talked about why I, I don't understand why there's no dynamic in, in, in business where you can have a system where a bonus structure is paid to both the employees and the shareholders. So like when a company is profitable, it takes all that profit and then it, it distributes those dividends back to the employees and to shareholders. And I know there are some companies that do that. They do some uh, employee, they like give their employees all like uh, shares of the of the business depending on their tenure and how long they've been at that business. And I actually, I do enjoy companies that do that. And uh, there's one popular company out of Florida. It's uh, a massive store chain that I grew up just always going to, and that's called Publix. And they're kind of like your, I don't know, it's a grocery store chain, a chain out of Florida. And one of their big things is that they're a privately owned business and they're owned by their employees and past employees. And so for you to be able to buy into the equity in that company, you had to have been an employee of that business. And I think that's a, a great way to operate. I don't think they've become a publicly traded business because they would require their shareholders to agree to do something like that. And so the system is actually pretty great. And I, I know people that have worked at Publix since I was a kid that ha- continue to work there now and enjoy working there because of the fact of that one specific fact is that they, they feel that they are contributing to their 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 equitable value i guess in the future and they've moved up and their pay has moved up with them and i know some people that are like store managers now and are are easily making six-figure income on top of making all the revenue from their shares too and and i think that's great that model is a phenomenal model and um i like that model but there's this person that i i heard about a couple years ago i don't know why earlier this week I, i was looking into them again i don't know what got me into because he he didn't like come up in any conversation or anything like that, but I, I just I think it was after doing that podcast I remembered this guy and I just forgot to talk about him. But I want to give a big shout out to this individual because like five years ago, six years ago, um, I was right after the financial crisis. Um, this individual, his name is Dan Price, by the way. He owns a uh, card processing, a credit card processing company called um, what's it called? Um. Gravity Payments, sorry. Um, and and that organization, they're based out of Seattle. And before the financial crisis, he was doing really well. Uh, he has a, a background, not really in this, but he has always been like a hard worker and always wanted to be an entrepreneur. It's just a, a, But he's always been a very caring person. He's always gone out and he started off going to like local restaurants that he would go to. 
And he noticed that a lot of their the owners would talk about how they were paying like huge credit card processing fees. And he didn't know anything about this, but he was like, let me see if I can help you guys lower your rates. And he ended up helping them find like vendors that were able to get them lower rates. And then eventually he was doing this for a lot of restaurants in his local area. And a lot of them were like, hey, we think you should start your own business instead of like uh, uh, negotiating vendors to us. You know, we don't we were afraid that if in the future, if they change their rates or they go out of business, we're, we're going to be stuck, you know, in the same uh, problem. And we would rather just go directly through you. And so he started this business because of that. And his he's always been a, a good person, but uh, he's always been, you know, someone that's looked into generating a lot of revenue and a lot of profits. And he was doing really well for himself, you know, being an entrepreneur and having a whole bunch of employees. But he, he'll never forget this, and I'm summarizing the, all the events, but he'll never forget this moment where he uh, noticed that one of his employees was going out on a smoke break, and he went out, and it looked like the, the employee was kind of stressed out, and he was always that type of person that was really open with his with his employees. And when he reached out to his employee, um, they were upset because of the fact that they were struggling to pay bills, and, and he didn't understand why they would be struggling to pay bills because he felt that he was paying them the the fair rate for the level of work that they did, like based off of just what other people in the area make for that job position. And and that person was talking about the fact that they, they feel like they've contributed a lot and they've done a lot of hard work. And he recognized that they did do a lot of hard work. And he was like, you know, uh, and that employee was like, you know, you're, you're the pay that you're paying me isn't enough to pay for my bills. I have to get, I have to work two jobs and, it's stressing me out. And when he heard that, he felt bad. He was like, wow, one of my employees has to, like, I'm working for a business and my business is profitable. And yet um, I have an employee here that needs to work two jobs to pay their bills. That's insane. And so time goes on and he and he's talking to his accountants and he's talking to everyone. And, and then finally, so he's not a publicly traded business. It's privately owned, but... I just thought it was really great what he did. So essentially, he realized that he knew there were a lot of studies that were done that, that showed that people that made anywhere between seventy to hundred thousand dollars that was like the the prime money to make to to have the highest level of happiness. Many studies and psychology studies have shown that if you make anywhere between seventy to hundred thousand dollars a year, that you're doing just fine. Your level of happiness is great. It's probably its highest it'll ever be. If you make any less or any higher, you start to see that your happiness starts to diminish a little bit. Um, so like that is like a perfect area. And so he came up with the idea that he's going to cut his pay. He had like well over like 70 employees at the time working for him, which is a lot of employees. He chose to, to cut his salary from $1.1 million down to $70,000 a year. And he went and increased everyone's minimum pay rate from whatever it was before and every employee no matter what job position they had or what they were doing he increased it to a minimum of seventy thousand dollars so if you go and and start working for gravity payments right now the minimum your pay rate is going to be is seventy thousand dollars and when he announced that he did like a video recording of him announcing it to like his staff everyone was ecstatic everyone was super happy and 
he committed that he he would you know try to help spread this message and and try to get other businesses to do something similar to this as well and he got attacked from all angles there were some people that recognized what he did and thought it was like really great but he got attacked by a lot of conservative individuals that were like you know watch this guy you know watch this fail watch this like socialist uh, agenda fail and I don't really understand what's so socialist about it. Essentially, what he he even said at the time, he was like, you know, my company was doing really well, and he didn't see why it was impossible for him to just, you know, he didn't need one point one million dollars a year. He didn't feel like he needed it, and he felt like everyone else contributed towards his business just as much as he did, and so he was willing to cut down his salary, collect on the dividends of the the, the profits that his company did, but you know, his base salary was at seventy thousand. And now everyone in his company had a livable wage and a, a great wage. And he saw a huge, a whole bunch of metrics shoot up after he did this. He saw the number of, 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 of employees have children increase dramatically compared to like your average company in his category or any, or any company in his category completely. And he saw the number of parents or like people willing to, to, to have kids because they're not struggling financially anymore. The number of people that became homeowners, the number of people that, that paid off their debts shot up dramatically. He said someone in the level of like 70% of his employees have zero debt or very low debt. He said like um, one out of, uh, I think it was like one out of every, like five employees had kids after that pay rate and they said that it was because of the that level of pay that they got that they were comfortable doing that and i think home ownership was pretty insane too i think it was like almost like 50 percent of his employees owned homes and the other ones just chose not to but when i was hearing this i just thought it was so great and and uh actually got, uh shed some tears because right after he did that like after a year after he had announced that and implemented that for his employees you don't really hear this effort like I've I've seen certain companies where the employees really love their their owner, but I don't think I've ever seen really that I've never worked for that many companies that I've seen this level of of care. And so his employees knew that he always wanted a Tesla, like he always wanted a te- Tesla Model S, and he he probably could have afforded it, but he didn't want this like perception of like being like like above anyone else so he never really got one but he always enjoyed it i guess and he talked about it with his employees so everyone in that office uh, oh i now i remember why i'm talking about him by the way i'll get to that in just a second everyone in his office got together and equally put in enough money to buy him a tesla car and i was like when i saw that and like you could see his enthusiasm when they surprised him with the vehicle all the employees were so ecstatic. It was like a family-oriented thing. They were like all crying and, and all happy. And I was watching this, and everyone was excited, recording him. And then he got into tears, and he was just so happy to see like this kind of relationship that he has with his employees. And that's the type of person I want to be. Like I want to be the type of person where like I don't need to make. I don't. I actually agree with his stance as well. I don't need to make above 70 grand a year. Like I've talked about this plenty of times before. Like my means that I have doesn't afford me to require to make more than that. I mean, could you do a ton of stuff making more money? Yeah, of course. But I feel like it'd be better if everyone I worked with 
made just as much as I did because then you, you just, you feel like you're giving in a different way. Like, right. Like if you make more money, the idea is like, if you make more money, you can give back to the community, but it's like, why not get back in that way? Right. Because that's a message that if you do that and you generate that kind of message, those people, when they go off and start their own business, they'll, they'll do the exact same thing as well. And I think that kind of like that, that, viral way of spreading such a good message is is pretty awesome to be honest but i i remember now why i'm talking about him because actually during covid19 there was a lot of uncertainty with um for for every industry there was like a lot of uncertainty what like companies were having to be shut down and no one knew what was going to happen how long they were going to be shut down for and i thought this was so cool i read this article actually recently where his employees, his employees, he didn't want to go out and, and ask his employees, but his employees knew that this pandemic was probably going to create some level of stress for him. And, you know, having to be able to afford paying all of his employees this kind of salary when they're probably not generating any that, generating that kind of revenue. Oh, and that's another thing, too, before I get to that point. Um, when he did this, after he did this, he noticed instead of his profits declining, his profits shot up as well. Because the employees cared so much about what they were doing that they worked harder and they did more work. So he actually generated more revenue for the business and was able to hire more people and hire more people at this pay rate, which I thought was super cool to hear. But yeah, going back to what I was about to say, his uh, his employees knew that this was going to be a difficult time. And instead of waiting for him to have to force the... Because they were, everyone was afraid that he was going to have to be put in a position where he had to furlough a couple of employees to be able to afford to, to maintain the books and maintain the business open. Every single employee volunteered to cut their pay. He didn't ask, but the employees volunteered to cut their pay to make sure that no one lost their job. And when I heard that, I was just like, that is so awesome. That's so great. Like what an awesome person to just be like going around and he's gotten all this like negative publicity for what he's done. And, and some people enjoy seeing his message and his stories. And he's he's just been an advocate for this as well. Just uh, like this whole idea of just huge money generation for for what means like chasing the, being a billionaire. He was like, that's not important, you know. What's more important is that everyone has a livable wage and everyone's successful and does really well with themselves because it's just, it's good for their, not only their mental, but physical health as well. But just want to give a big shout out to Dan Price. Like I said, he's out of Seattle. I would love to meet this guy. One, you know, I, I just he seems like a really nice guy. Like just watching videos of him talk, and he's always like welcoming. He's always like a really nice person. I bet if he felt like he could do it, he would probably hire the whole city of. He would probably hire everyone that was unemployed to give him an opportunity to do this. But it's just it's not feasible as well, and he knows that, and so he's navigating this space where his company can remain profitable and so that he can afford paying his employees, all employees and all new employees that pay as well. And and he's still hiring people, which I think is so great. You can look up the fact that he's, he's hiring for job positions. I saw on the news that right after he announced that everyone was going to be paid a minimum wage of 70 grand or higher, um, like resumes went through the roof there. Like he said, like he got something in the realm of like 6,000 resumes on the first day that he announced that, which I thought was just super cool. It just says, um, his whole story is great. And he's not too much older than me too. He's 36, but 
what a what a great level headed person and and uh, I hope a lot more businesses have done what he does and a lot of his clients enjoy having him as as their credit card processing company and he's just been able to navigate that that entire space of being able to to not overcharge his clients not diminish the the pay to his employees and 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 generate a profit for a company i think if you could do that and maintain that balance that's the way to go to be honest like there's no need to i don't know i just i'll never understand billionaires it just it doesn't make sense to me i used to grow up studying finance and aspiring to be a billionaire. I used to love reading the story. I can I can probably to this day name the top 10 billionaires without having to look at a list. Like it's always been Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Carlos Slim, uh Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, uh Sergey Brin, Larry Page, um someone from the Walton family like Christina Walton, um Larry Ellison from Oracle. Uh, who else? There's a few people that are in fashion. That I'm I'm not because their names aren't associated with their business, and I'm not a big fashion person. I just don't like reading stories of these fashion. Like one of them is like the the owner of H and M. The other one's the owner of of Zara. The it's the owner of Zara that's like up there, and he just those clothing companies have have generated tons of money from just getting unfor like underpaid like uh, unfortunate people like out of India, Malaysia and all them to make clothes for people. And, you know, unfortunately I use H and M clothes and I, it just sucks knowing like where this is coming from and why it's so cheap. It's because, you know, this super cheap labor is making the clothes. Um, but yeah, I've always aspired to, to, to like generate that much money when I was growing up and studying finance, but as I've gotten older, it's just, it's not for me. It really isn't. I don't understand super rich people. Like when you have that much money, how you don't want to give it back. It just, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, I'll end it on that note. Like I said, I want to keep this one short, but thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.